Hi. Hi. Episode six of the Chaos Cast. <laughs> that many. In case you needed to, to count. Yeah. What are you going to do when we get to, to 11? I'm going to have to get the mini. <laughs> I have to go one, two. But yes, this is the sixth episode of the Chaos Cars podcast, the Chaos Cast. <gasps> How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. That good. means we've done six weeks of yeah. We did well. We did one in like advance. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, six weeks of podcasting. Yeah, and uh, it's been pretty fun. And this week is another fun week, like many others before. Yeah, it's always a fun week. It's always here fun on week. the Chaos Cast. Always new releases. Always new things to talk about. I've just come back from holiday. Yeah. 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 We're still kind of ill. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a mixture of hay fever yeah. and general just being run down. But the nice thing is that we've got lots of Lego to talk about, yeah. that you can pick up those Lego bouquets as well. So nice. if you too suffer from hay fever, perfect option. Yes, you don't have to worry about those. Expo is coming up. UK Games Expo, UK Board Games Expo, is it? Yeah. UK Games Expo, Board Games I think it's just called UK Games Expo. Yeah. I didn't think about it. So. I, I just questioned myself then. I was like, I just know it's the Expo. What, what is this? But the UK Games Expo. Early June. Early June. That's going to be really fun. If any of you out there are coming to UK Games Expo, do make sure to let us know. Keep yes. an eye out. We'd like to say hello. Um, just like that. That's all. Just that. It, w- it will take a few moments of your time. So that's going to be really fun as well. Um, but, you know, we've had um, some cool things come out over the past few weeks, and we've had some cool things come out this week as well. But yes. a lot of. Um, we're getting a lot of expansions for stuff. We've got a Tapestry expansion coming out this week. Do you know Tapestry, the board game? So I haven't played it. I've okay. seen it, I'm aware of it, but it's also. Not about making a tapestry, is no, it? but it's it's kind of what the tapestry kind of is. It's like the the history of your your civilization. Yeah, and I think that was really interesting because I am big into my crafts. I love my crochet, my sewing, all of those things. So initially, I was like tapestry. <laughs> That's that's gonna be about making a tapestry. No, no, no it's, it's not. not. Unless you're talking about the Bayer's tapestry. Bayer's is that I, how you I say don't it? Know what that is. Oh, it basically goes through the like 1066, the Battle of Hastings, oh, right. things like that. Very epic yeah. in terms of a piece of work and a way of detailing everything that happened there, but. As you say, Tapestry the Board Tapestry the Board Game. A really cool board game came out a few years ago. It was, think of Civilization. Think of the the video game or any game that's kind of like that where you start from nothing and you grow and try and take over these areas. Normally, they're quite long. Yes. And Tapestry was an idea to make it shorter, but also make it a bit more simpler. Yeah, which is difficult when you look at those Civilization games. Um, Super difficult, but I think Tapestry achieves that. It does abstract some stuff, so you don't have the nitty-gritty to go into, like all these different things. Like I was playing Europa Universalis, uh, the board game, which was a massive thing. Also, what a title. (laughs) Just in general, normally you're talking about One Piece, Outsiders, Tapestry, Calico, Ticket to Ride, and then... I can't even say it. So, that Europa Universalis is the game name. The board game is actually called Europa Universalis, The Price of Power. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much feels like one of those where you just 
condense it to an acronym. Like when people say I think Lord people of the do. Rings. They probably go you pop. You pop. You pop. Um, which sounds like a Eurovision uh, band name. I was about to say, Eurovision's coming up as well. Yeah. But Europa Universalis is a, is a big game. If you like the game series and like the nitty-gritty stuff in the video games, I'm sure you'll love the board game. We've got the core box, the expansion, the play mat, the dice, and the deluxe edition all on the website as well, so you can check those out too. Um, there's a lot going on, though. It takes a long time. Yes. Tapestry abstracts a lot of that. So on your turn, you're either playing a tapestry card and leading your civilization to the next age of four ages in the game, or you're going up a different track. So there's okay. the military track, science track, tech track, um, exploration track, and then with the expansion, the arts track. Oh. So you either go up one of those, spending resources, or you play a tapestry card. Simple, simple as that. That's um, good. But the further you get up those, the more decisions you have. So in, up you go the military track. You might have to conquer the um, hexes you're near to. Um, you might have to start toppling opponents outposts as well. And it's not a cooperative game. It is not. There is a, a solo mode. And then okay. there there is an automa you can use in two-player as well to add a bit more variance to it. But no, it's not a cooperative game. But you don't have to fight other people. No, and I guess it depends which track everyone picks yeah. as well. Yeah, well, sometimes you get, like, exploration. You're exploring different areas, and eventually you get up to the top of that track and you can explore space, which is really nice. <laughs> you just go, and I'm done. Yeah, now I've invented space travel. Yeah. Um, the tech wow. tree, similar thing. You're going up there until you get super cool technologies. Um, the arts track, you're going up there until you invent the best art ever. I don't know. I just think you didn't pick that track. <laughs> um, I don't know. The arts track is pretty cool, though. It's a new one from the expansion. Um, but you're, you're growing your civilization. That's the main thing. And you're expanding on this big world map. But you also have your capital city, yeah. which is a separate bit that you have. Uh, you can go a bit more in-depth to. And you're getting these little buildings to give you more money and stuff throughout the game. But also you're getting these bigger buildings. Right. So eventually you might have something like a clock tower or something like that, which are made with these lovely models that you put on your capital city to kind of take up more of that space and earn your points at the end. Ooh. And those models, I believe, if I remember rightly from like the design diaries, were based on little clay models that um, Jamie Stegmeier, who runs Stonemaier Games, who made tapestry, saw at like a shop. Uh, oh, or, or wow. somewhere, so they were homemade, and so did a similar thing to that to put in the games, and they're really cute models. Um, so that is the basics of it. Civilization game, you're earning points. Whoever yeah. has the most points wins. Um, points, prizes. Points make prizes, um, but you've got these nice models on there too. So it's really cool. Tons of civilizations that you can play as, and they're all abstract civilizations. Like you've got people who are really like military. You've got people who explore. You've got different things like treasure hunters. A lot of different mechanics as well that are going yeah. on in those civilizations. Tons of tapestry cards. Tons of tech cards. Um, then, so we had an expansion that added the arts track, which was really nice. We had an expansion that added more cards. Now yeah. this is the final expansion, as far as I'm aware, which adds new stuff. <laughs> Just. New it stuff. does. It adds new civilizations. Okay. And it adds kind of comboing cards. Right. So you played a tapestry card in generation one, and then you'd play a tapestry card in generation two. Now there's like, you can get advantages by putting specific ones after another. So oh. you're going in kind of an order, which is quite nice. You've got more civilizations. You've got more tapestry cards. It's more. It's just more of everything. It's more of what you enjoy. There's some stuff related to more futuristic things as well, I think. But 
more is always good if you play a game so many times and i think that's the thing when you find a game you love Hmm. there are only so many times you can play it before you turn around and you go i've seen this a bazillion times (laughs) yeah so just having the opportunity for those expansions and it's great for new players as well because i don't know about you but i've got to the point where i'm asking for like specific board games for gifts okay it's like that so i can kind of go i would like this okay and then if other people go, oh, what would you like? I can go, I'd like this expansion for this. Mm. Or I can combine these things. So it yeah. means that if you give someone tapestry, for example, for a birthday present, mm. you can give an expansion at Christmas. Absolutely, yeah. And I, 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 I kind of go between whether I want to buy new board games or whether I want to add expansions for things. And miniatures, TCGs are all kind of in there as well because yeah. I guess they're expansions to things too. But I think there's something nice about completing a game. Yes. So like Eldritch Horror, I've completed it. Completed it. Mate. Done it. Completed it, I've got everything. So now I don't have to worry about it ever again. Yes. I've got everything if I ever need to play it. that I don't have to buy anything anymore. No, and... <laughs> That also gives you the opportunity to sell it on. Yeah. But if you go to a board game cafe or a board game library, you know that you can just play Tapestry. Yeah. And you don't have to do any more than that. The expansions aren't... You don't have to do an expansion. Yeah. Um, But they just add more. So if you really enjoy a game pick up an expansion and it's always... It's pretty cool. And so Tapestry has done that and this is set to be the final one. Yes. Um, there is a playmat as well, that, which you, which I believe is coming out at some point. So you can just have it all on one playmat, which is quite nice. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And for a game that came out what, a few years ago now, I think before yes. I started here. Um, I, I think that is the difference when we look at some of these games. There are classic games that are 10, 20, 30 years old. Yeah. And then you've got games that are modern classics with it. There's a lot of people who will have heard of Tapestry. Hmm even if they haven't played it. Um, But there's a lot to be said for just being able to complete a game and then come back to it in the future with an expansion. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice to have completed games as well, as opposed to, oh, this is just here, and then maybe there'll be an expansion in the future. Um, Because people want more. (laughs) Yeah, and you want to know whether you've finished with it or it's going to carry on. Yeah, like uh, Viticulture would be a good example actually because I think the the new version of that came out in 2015 and we had Tuscany I think at the same time. Um, But then, I think it was last year or the year before, we had a cooperative expansion which, to me at least, came out of left field. I was like, I was not expecting this. No, and I think that's when you end up looking at standalones versus expansions for the game as well because we've spoken about Marvel Villainous. Yeah. And Disney villainous, and the fact that the Venom expansion for that was not a standalone, which seemed a bit of a curveball compared to the rest, because you're just sort of like, oh, actually, I need... I need the base game to play this. Um, So do keep an eye out for any expansions and check whether they are standalone or whether you need the core game. Yeah for it as well because i think was it the viticulture world that yeah. was a standalone or? um no it's not no you need the um, base game there um, was one of them that came out i'm just like wingspan ra- asia wingspan asia 
completely different game, but it is... Same publisher. It's just those kind of things of when you look at a game and you pick it up, you want to know whether you need to buy more. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, there is something nice about like a completed game, especially when there's so many things that have... Zombicide is the first thing that pops oh, into my head. It's like, there's always a new Zombicide, there's always another Kickstarter. I'm still looking at the uh, White Death. Yeah. I'm wondering whether I should back it or not. I know I don't need to. And this is the thing that so many publishers are really good at. You don't need it, but do you want it? That's that's the thing with everything, though, I think. Yeah, but with Zombicide, you don't... Like, they are standalone games. Yeah. So I could just play Zombicide 1st Edition and never look at another expansion again. Or... I can get extra survivors, yeah. or I can get a new uh, abomination, or I can get the Wild West version of it. I can get the Black, uh, not the Black Death, uh, Green Horde, Green Horde yeah. and then I can look at this and that. And it is one of those you go, how much money am I going to spend on this? But also, how many minis do I get to paint? <laughs> yeah. Do I have time to paint them? No. Do I want to? Yes. But we were talking about tapestry. We were talking about games that you don't have to paint the minis for as yeah, well. Yeah, well, tapestry, yeah, it's all pre-painted, I guess is what you'd call it too. Yeah. So that's quite nice as well. You don't have to paint anything, um, which is, yeah, it's very nice. It's a nice, it's, it's a nice feeling game. Yes, and a Song of Ice and Fire, I can see the minis right in front of me. You do not have to paint those. You don't. They're orange. Um, so you can definitely tell these apart from like a Night's Watch horse. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you could. You could. You could paint them. All the trays are grey. Um, but yeah. And we've had some new miniature painting accessories. Not teeny tiny painting accessories, like a teeny tiny paintbrush. But some new terrain, basically. Mm. So you can add loads of new foliage. You've got all of the ground textures i'm trying to think of the right words for it where you've got sand and grass yeah it's the individual blades as well so i don't want to turn around really like you can there's basically it's like a little petri dish and it's just blades of grass so you can add teeny tiny details with it so if you just had like a desert scene you might have like One three, three yeah. blades of grass you can do that with it which... that's why I use snow <laughs> <laughs> everyone's in snow and winter has come yeah it's very much looking at the different foliage the barbed wire yeah. all of those bits little bits of rope you if you really like those details mm. you can add them but there are so many games where you don't need to. No, I, I mean, we talked about Song of Ice and Fire on the, the live stream earlier, but all the terrain is 2D, it's all flat. Yes. So you don't have to buy terrain. Now, people do. People do buy the 3D terrain, and then when you go over it, you just replace it <laughs> with the 2D one. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that's really nice with the trays as well. You can do a lot with it. Loads of people have 3D printers yeah. as well, so you don't have to rely on a publisher Mm. bringing out some stuff you can access those designs but 
I do like games where you can just get them out of the box and play them straight away and you yeah. don't feel like it's missing something. Yeah, well, there's always board games for that as well. There are board games that have miniatures in them and then some that don't. Um, yeah. There are some that have Kickstarters where they've got miniatures in them, but then some that the retail version doesn't. And I think uh, Mosaic, A Story of Civilization, I think it's called, came out a few weeks ago. That was a big Kickstarter. And that had miniatures in it for the Kickstarter version and these nice pieces, whereas the... <laughs> The retail version has cubes and other bits and pieces as well, so it's easier to get to the table. You don't have to worry about painting anything or keeping miniatures in a big old box. Yeah, and we've spoken about storage before and being able to uh, keep things in a small space is pretty key. So many of us have... We're not living in mansions, are we, people? No. And we've got our Kallaxes here that we do rearrange. Yep. But something like Tiny Epic Vikings, it, it's the size of a VHS tape. Smaller. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Tiny Epic Vikings is a really cool one as well. And they've got the workers in here, but they've all got like a screen printed kind of white going on. So you can see these are Vikings, these are yeah. ships and all that stuff too. Um, but yeah, Tiny Epic Games are a really good shout. We um, did a stream about the uh, the Mint games. Yeah, really enjoyed those. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed Hive yeah. as well. Um, um, Tiny Epic Vikings, you can get a playmat for it, and there are loads of accessories if yes. you do want them. If you want to stretch. But you don't need them. Yeah, and there's an expansion too. Um, and it's a really cool game. All the Tiny Epic games are really nice and really small. So I think if you're travelling anywhere with a backpack... These are a good shout. Yeah, I was just looking at it here, and it is, like, this is a, a size of my hand. Oh, I was comparing things to booster packs yesterday, because I was trying to find something to be able to say, Don't have one. this is the, this is the <laughs> size, you know, when you turn around and you're like, oh, it's 25 centimetres or whatever, and people go, well, how big is that? It's like, no, this is a Get tiny a game. Yeah, a tape measure makes sense, but not when you're in the middle of going, uh, what? is this um but yeah tiny epic vikings really really good battle crest was a good one as well all those um um wallet games are really nice yeah and the mint games they are the size of a mint tin Mm. so you don't have to worry about it it all packs away really nicely as well i have had so many things in the past that come in a tiny (laughs) case and then trying to get it back in you're like no, I'm going to have to get a bigger box. That, I have that trouble all the time because I like to put all the expansions in the core box. That's your own fault. <laughs> but I like to keep it tidy. Yeah, and that was where Wingspan, the big box... Yep, for all that, of mine is in, yeah, <laughs> in the core box. Yeah, it just all fits and it is very satisfying when it does work it like that. But you do have that moment of going, where am I going to put my stuff? And that is the downside of expansions, I and would miniatures. say, and minis. Because yeah. uh, miniatures as well, you need to, if they're like these, you want to you want to keep them. You don't want to chuck them in a baggie, ideally. No. <laughs> no. Although I have done in the past. You do not want damage to happen. And for some things, it works quite well. There's like a, oh, it's battle. It's been in battle. Yep. That's all. you can Lost the flag, of, it's been in battle. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. You can skim past it, but there are some minis that you go... And we were talking about RPGs earlier, so specifically having minis available uh, to represent our characters. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I've not actually done before. So Blood Bowl, I have bought my teams, I've bought my star players, but they're very much part of that community. (laughs) (laughs) My brain just went... 
team. Team, it's yeah. the team. So having a mini that's almost independent of a game, which there are loads available. We have Reaper minis on loads. the the website as well, so you can pick whether you've got your human, your orc. Well, if you want it to be a halfling, you could just pick one from Blood Bowl and put it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like yeah. that. Which is a great thing with a lot of the role-playing games as well. That's that's what I do. Um, I, 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 I don't often play games in person anymore, RPGs in person anymore. But for the short amount of time that I did, I'd use Game of Thrones minis for people. Because yeah. there's so many different people and they're all different looking. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, I could use on my Zombicide. Exactly. You could oh, be, yeah. a, you, if you wanted to be a human, you could be a Zombicide human. person. <laughs> I was going to call them an investigator, but that's not what Zombicide is. No, they're just survivors. <laughs> Generally, they just... It's like, ah, that's a survivor. Um, Speaking okay. of survivors, though. Ooh. Um, Twilight 2000 okay. is a role-playing game. Right. Which is set in the year 2000. Um, if the Soviet Union didn't collapse... Ooh. So there's kind of like apocalypse and you play as survives in that, and it's a really cool RPG. Wow. Um, yeah. Just wanted to... <laughs> just, uh, just mention that. Yeah. Um, I love alternate universe stuff. Yeah. I think it's so good. Have you seen Scythe? No. Oh, we should definitely play that at some point, because that was the first big game that Stonemaier brought out, then Wingspan, Tapestry, Viticulture. Yeah. Um, maybe Viticulture was before Scythe. But Scythe is like set in an alternate 1920s. I love I those things. And I think the reason I love it is because you kind of immerse yourself with it. I've um, off stream and off recording Man in the High Castle. I really yeah. like we spoke about Blade Runner and things yeah. like that, where you got your sort of futuristic. But Man in the High Castle is based on if the Allies didn't win World War II. Mm. And it just gets you questioning your assumptions because we live in the world that we live in and you know how things are and this is what the situation is so when you have a game or a comic book so red sun really rate that if you're a big fan of superman and you want to see what it would be like if he landed in russia instead of america read that graphic novel Mm. so good so i think scythe and all of those games are ones that i could definitely get stuck into but it's that bit of going, this isn't real. Yeah. Um, but there are some really good games that are based on, I was about to say reality. That, yeah. But like based <laughs> on the world, like we've got Pandemic Iberia. We've got Pandemic like... Iberia, we've got 1815, Scum of the Earth. Yes. Um, Europa Universalis that I talked about earlier. Speaking of side though, um, there is a game set in that universe coming out very soon called Expeditions. Ooh. Um, so if you like scythe or the scythe universe check out expeditions it's a different game set in the same universe so i think that is interesting because it's not an expansion no it's very no, much i think just... scythe is done what? i done. think i think it's done are games ever done though is there always going to be somebody going somehow I'm... scythe returned yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but that is the thing and that's why i think to me board games appeal slightly more than trading card games because i feel like you can't really complete a trading card game that's yeah that is the difficult thing isn't it trading card game and miniatures games i think because things will always have like promo miniatures and things like that but then again they're always promo board game pieces as well sometimes 
Yeah. Like Kickstarters well, especially. Kickstarters, but I feel like once you've bought a copy of Monopoly or Scrabble, you're done. See, I don't think so. I think people are out there who collect all of the Monopolies. Wow. <laughs> I think there are. Yeah. Someone I'm... has to be buying the Folkestone Monopoly. Yeah, I saw the Faversham Monopoly over yeah. the <laughs> as well. But I think there's there's a niche for everyone in tabletop gaming. Yeah. And that's what is so brilliant about it because we can sit here and we can talk about the new releases, but there are hundreds and thousands of games out there that we won't even be able to get to the table. We um you sent me the link to my shelfie. Yes, and I was like, "This is the second shelfie based board game that is out now." I'm like, "What? Why is there two? But there will be differences. Absolutely, and there will be things that really appeal to people. We've been chatting a lot about cheese on the streams, and we've been talking about cheese board games and what we would do for yeah. it. But there will be a board game out there based on being a cheese maker, being yeah. a cheese monger are selling cheese Ooh. or there'll be one which is or there is one about cats and mice and cheese with that and you're kind of like whatever your interest is i would be very surprised if there isn't a board game about it or a trading card game yeah. or a miniatures game yeah um and i'm looking forward to playing some of the one piece which is one of the new trading card games that are out there yeah but One Piece as a anime, manga, whatever you want to speak about <laughs> it from the opinion of, has been going for so long mm. that people who are interested in that may learn more about trading card games and then want to collect more yeah. with that. So uh, this is an expensive hobby. It is. It, well, it depends how far, you, how deep you get into it. Like you could, if you wanted to get into board games and say, I'm going to pick up the best board game, which is Brass Birmingham. That doesn't have any expansions. That yeah. is it. You could say, I picked up the best board game. There are no better board games. Done. Yep. <laughs> and then in a few weeks' time, when the is, top ten that shuffles. That is the thing. And there's, it's the same thing with buying books, DVDs, uh, getting into different hobbies. They just build up doesn't it <laughs> and i think that's the great thing it is a hobby it's an interest yeah which if you'd have said to me when i was a teenager that board games would be a hobby i'd be like how many times can you play cluedo like, yeah i probably would have said the same or because because i played Yu-Gi-Oh when i was a kid and you did pokemon i did pokemon so. yeah so and i wouldn't I, have even related the two i don't think no i would have <laughs> i watched digimon played pokemon <laughs> questionable <laughs> a lot of things but i was looking at something earlier with the my little pony rpg mm. and things like that i did have my little ponies nice. i wouldn't have thought they'd ever be an rpg about my little pony and i think it's the great thing with people being able to kickstart their own games yeah. if you've got an interest in it you can push promote it you can try and get the investment you can create your own game or you'll at least find a community of people who also have an interest in a Game of Thrones. Yeah. Poor example. There's a <laughs> huge community out there. But 
people who love reorganizing shelves for yeah, my shelfie. Absolutely, and, and there's yeah, there's so many Kickstarters like that. And I think there's it's more and more getting into popular culture. We had that film that came out a few years ago that was about board games. I can't remember. It was like a comedy. Okay. Um, it had <laughs> the, the general comedy. People oh in. yeah, generic white guy, generic rom com lead. Yeah, pretty and, much. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember what the, <laughs> what the film was, but it had board games in it. Um, so that was pretty cool. The D and D film as well, obviously, just came out. So that's been pretty popular. Yeah, we've too. got Super Mario film that has come out, which obviously is more based video on games, video games. Um, we had World of Warcraft, the film, come out in like twenty what nineteen eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> so we got Pandemic World of Warcraft. You've got Small World of Warcraft. Who are you going to say we have Pandemic the film? But we I'm sure that <laughs> I mean Pandemic was a film, um, um, it was but not life. not based on the the board game. But I think there was the Alice in Wonderland board games. Several of those yeah. actually. And We've seen the novels as well come out for all these different board games like Terraforming Mars, Pandemic, um, and all the Arkham, Legend of the Five Rings, all that stuff that's in those areas. So it's spreading out. And anytime you go into like a, a Waterstones or anything like that, you're seeing all these board games. But well. speaking of the kind of crossovers and what you see, we have got the Lord of the Rings adventure book game. Yeah. So Lord of the Rings, it's a book or two or three. But fairly well known yeah fairly Fairly well known to most apart from amy (laughs) i haven't seen the films okay but it is one of those that this is the third adventure book game so you've got the princess oh i didn't realize it said three on it you got princess bride and you got is it alice in wonderland i don't know what the other one it's it's alice in wonderland or the other one that i keep mixing up wizard of oz that's what it is wizard of oz makes more <laughs> sense i was just like alice in wonderland is it like yeah, they're maybe. similar in my in my mind they're similar we'll talk about that <laughs> but this is really nice because there are lord of the rings games out there there's miniature games there's a lot of heavy ones yeah but this is less this is a really nice I loved playing the Princess Bride adventure book one because I'm a big fan of the film and the game was super easy to get to the table and I think with any of these kind of games where Lord of the Rings is heavy as a a theme it's a lot the films are long the books are heavy but this seems really straightforward this is pretty nice it's Ravensburger Always good, villainous, um, the other adventure book games, and Disney Lorcana coming out very soon. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings, people are hyped for it. Uh, we've got the Manchester Gathering, Lord of the Rings, Tales in Middle Earth, Tales on in Middle Earth, Tales of Middle Earth. This um, summer, coming out I believe. this summer, so that's really cool. But yeah, this one will be really cool to get to the table as well. Tells you through. Oh, I put it the wrong way. Tells you through. <laughs> I believe the whole yes. saga, um, which is quite nice too. And you've. If you have played any of the adventure book games before, it doesn't really... It follows how the characters are in that world with it. So with Princess Bride, we didn't have the same characters from page one (laughs) to to page two. two. And that was really nice because that's how it works in the films and the books. You don't... well. There are some where you're just stuck with the main character in every single scene. But with this, it's going to be really exciting to play. And this came out very recently. One to four players as well. You know who this is? Gandalf. 
uh, Sam. Well, then again, the, these three, they're all hobbits. So it's difficult to tell. Yeah, three. I would say Sam is the back one. No, that's Frodo. Is that Frodo? That's Frodo. Oh. I think this is based on the films as well. Sam? Yeah, that's Sam. Oh, no, yeah, that's Aragorn. This is, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is all wrong. They didn't all leave from the Shire. No, <laughs> but... Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli there. Yeah, and you can't see... Uh, I'm from the Shire. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been some creative <laughs> things with it, but you can tell from the spine, from the front, this is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so this is very nice. So, yeah, if you love Lord of the Rings, check out Tabletop Games. War of the Ring is a big one as well. The card game came out recently too. Yeah, we played that at Expo last year. Was I was fun. very confused by it. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those, there are games which are easy to get into, you don't have to have background knowledge of, and then there are games where you could do with having a bit of understanding. Yeah. War of the Ring was definitely one <laughs> that you could have done with a bit of understanding for. Speaking from the point of view of someone who hasn't watched the films and going, is this a bad guy? Is this? Is this? But speaking of fantasy things, Flesh and Blood Outsiders, we finally got to open some two weeks ago. Yeah! <laughs> Go Again Gaming. Yep, Go Again Gaming came in. It was really nice to, to have a chat with someone else about Flesh and Blood. Um, and we opened a load of it and it was a beautiful set. Loads of new stuff. Stunning. Um, if you're looking to get into Flesh and Blood, check out this set. We got the decks as well for so, so many different characters, the Blitz decks. Beautiful cards as well. Yeah, and I think it was a slight change of direction in terms of the stuff that we have been seeing from Flesh and Blood. So we had the history packs, we yep. had... Well, before this, we the had... Circus. Uprising. The Circus one was quite a while ago. Yeah. So yeah, we had Uprising, we had Dynasty... Then Outsiders. Dynasty was lovely. Mm. Um, yeah, some beautiful, beautiful cards. And it's always nice to see more trading card games up in... Everfest. Everfest. Up in, um, you know, the main threes, Pokemon Magic and, and Yu-Gi-Oh's Grill. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if Disney Locana does similar. Yeah, and a lot of people have been chatting, uh, particularly on TikTok, about why Schwartz and some of the Japanese editions of those. So we're seeing a lot of... Kind of different cards we are. popping yes. up in the community, which is really, really exciting. Speaking of cards, though, <gasps> Yu-Gi-Oh! 25th anniversary this year. We've got the Legendary Collection coming out this Thursday. That is going to give you so much nostalgia. It, it Well, I never got to open any of those as it came oh. out. I, I think I went back and opened some, like the Unlimited printings, which we're going to be getting this summer in the entire booster back wow. packs, which is great. But this collection was first released in 2010. So it's the 25th anniversary reprint of it. Um, and it comes with a pack of Blue Eyes White Dragon. Legend of Blue Eyes White Dragon, sorry. <laughs> um, Metal Raiders, Spell Ruler, Pharaoh Servant, Dark Crisis, and Invasion of Chaos. So that's the first six. I love that it's like, it's not just the Blue Eyes White Dragon. It is the legend. Legend of Blue Eyes White Dragon. Um, so you get six packs in this collection, which is coming out on Thursday. And then six ultra rares in Obelisk, Slifer, The Winged Dragon of Ra, Blue Eyes, Dark Magician, and Red Eyes, Black Dragon. So you're getting Ooh. all those nostalgic cards in Ultra. But then there's also a seventh card in the Quarter Century Secret Rare, which is randomly distributed of six cards. I was going to say, I'm going to have to stop you there, because we are on the sixth Chaos cast. <laughs> we are. We cannot talk about the seventh we, things. We are on the sixth Chaos cast. So Six packs in the Legendary <laughs> Collection, with six Ultra Rares, but then one additional one. Yeah, we That's don't talk about the, the, the one additional one. We'll talk about that next week on the 7th. 
Chaos but that's Cards. going to be really cool because I don't know what those are. I haven't looked at any spoilers, so I have no idea what that seventh card is going to be. I assume it's going to be something else nostalgic as well. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But if you're looking, if if you love Yu-Gi-Oh, if you have any nostalgia for the first series or the first set of cards, check out the Legendary Collection coming out on Thursday. You can pre-order it over on the online store as well. It's a great nostalgic trip. Yeah, and you can watch that first season of Yu-Gi-Oh still on streaming you channels. You can, you can. So... And that's not an end to card games, because we've also got March of the Machines coming out on Friday. Yeah, that's going to be really nice. We loved Phyrexia mm, and all, all Will Be One. With that, I keep getting mixed up with a song. Um, too much Spice Girls that's what's <laughs> happening yeah so we are at March of the Machines so we are seeing that battle between sort of the natural world and the Phyrexians so yeah. I have seen some of the card spoilers for that so have to get used to in here with Hope yes we are going to have Hope come in and guest on Friday night guest stream with us so that's going to be good we have the boxes available to order over on the website as yeah. well so if you haven't ordered March of the Machines check it out <laughs> yeah yeah what he said it's going to be a really cool set so if you're looking to see any of it open check us out friday four o'clock we're doing a live stream march the machines but that is about it for this week's chaos cast we will see you next week with the seventh even more releases so. more releases <laughs> don't know what they're gonna be we'll see yeah um but have an amazing uh week everyone yeah. see us on the lives we stream facebook youtube not twitter TikTok. <laughs> we'll see you there. Well, you can catch us on Catch Up Twitch. as well. If you want to see the recordings, do subscribe, yep. follow, like. All Generally, just tell us whether you've listened to any of these things because uh, we need it for the egos. And uh, we're preparing to do more content over the coming weeks as well. Yeah. So we'll see you later. Have an amazing week, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.